Give us a like and follow on Facebook and Instagram at Daily Dollar Show Podcast. And listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome y'all back to another episode of the Daily Dollar Show Podcast. As always, your hosts are here. Oh, we try to be here. Sometimes we're not. That's life, right? Uh, so it's your boy, Martin. And Marlon. And BK. And we have a special guest with us today. The lovely Miss Mallory Langford. Hi, guys. So, so welcome, Mallory. Thank you for, for joining us for this episode. Thank you for uh, having me. Absolutely. So, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm from Houston. Are you from Houston? Well, I'm from Gary, Indiana, but I reside in Houston. You tried to play me. I did. You did. Yeah, he's he came in a little shady. <laughs> it was a bit shady. Um, and, all that, and all that traffic, huh? Yeah, I'm in a little shady. You, y'all doing too much. Like, I can't even get out of eight hours to get across the street. Ooh. <laughs> First of all, Seven it only hours. takes me 10 minutes to get to work. Mm. Okay. What time of, it? time of the day? 7 in the morning. Mm. No traffic. Mm. No traffic. I live down the street from my um, job. Okay. I'm a nurse practitioner. Um... Yeah, I like to travel, have a lot of fun, you know, Hello. Okay. all that. Okay, well, welcome to the episode. We're so happy to have you. Uh, so, so jumping right into it, uh, it's June, well, yesterday was Juneteenth. So Friday was Juneteenth, let's say it like that. Friday was Juneteenth, and Juneteenth has gotten a lot more notoriety. Like, if you're Black, if you grew up that, you know, in a community, you know about Juneteenth. Like, it's something that we've all talked about. Maybe not everybody celebrated it the way they should have. Uh, you know, a lot of people, I feel like, deferred to the 4th of July because it was actually a holiday. You know, a lot of people were off for work or stuff like that. So, you know, just looking at Juneteenth, what, what does it kind of mean to you now that it's getting the recognition? Like, how do you feel about that? I feel like it's a whole phenomenon now. <laughs> like, like before, it was like, okay, Juneteenth is cool and everything, but just the times that we're in right now, it's like, damn, like this shit is real. It matters a lot. Like, it matters a whole lot more. And the fact that not only black people are celebrating, but white people are now in it too. I think it's pretty dope. So, make a national holiday for sure if we can be off those days. I'm amazed that they're about to, they're thinking about really making a national holiday. That's saying something. And that, we're really talking about reparations, like for real reparations for us. That's crazy. Uh, I don't believe that's going to happen, but I mean, but the fact I appreciate that it's an actual about conversation, yeah. you know, that, that yeah. Congress is trying to, you know, make, that's amazing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I've, I've celebrated Juneteenth um, by myself for a while. I stopped celebrating the 4th of July. And around the time that I started celebrating it, you know, a lot of black people weren't weren't on board yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so now to see like almost all of my followers on Instagram and Facebook actually celebrating Juneteenth, like I I loved it. Like mostly my whole timeline was celebrating yesterday. Yeah. Like Marlon said, like black and white people, like everybody was celebrating yesterday. So I'm all here for it. I think it's definitely with everything with everything going on. 
and not not just protests nationally but internationally the coverage everything has gotten it brings the the significance of juneteenth more into the limelight because we know america is a white country the history is white it you know they, they say history is written by the victor and for a long time it was white people who were the victors you know they won the wars they, they, they took advantage of black people, African-Americans, however you want to identify, you know, they, 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 and they were the ones who were the revisionists who wrote things from their perspective. And I know I can't honestly remember hearing Juneteenth in school ever. Right. Right. Literally as an adult. Really? Like, I did too. Like, yeah, I've, I've never heard it in school either. I've learned about Juneteenth in college like taking black history classes in college well i guess being from texas quote unquote um during my last two years of high school there it's a big thing in texas mm-hmm. because you know that's where that's where it originated from right so we have like big parades and um what do you call those trail rides and you know people go down to galveston to celebrate so it's always been a big thing in texas but i think at this point it's just more appreciated i mean i was here this year for it but I know in Texas, uh, it was a big thing, and more companies like start shutting down yesterday. You know, to recognize that it is a mm-hmm. holiday at this point. So, I'm really surprised y'all didn't hear about it until adults. Well, you know, so so Juneteenth, putting it in perspective, it matters, but emancipation was national. Mm-hmm. Juneteenth was basically Texas. Yeah. Like it was the South, yeah. but it happened in Texas. So it's almost it's almost like reasonably there, yeah, it, it probably was acknowledged because that's where it happened. Right. You know, it took two years, 1863 to 1865, for word to travel yeah. that you're free. Yeah. That's crazy. Two whole right. years. Like, from the north to the south. That's a long time. That's and that's why I feel like it should be taught in schools because they weren't free when that emancipation was signed so we can't just teach a little piece of it like we have to say yeah they signed it but then it took two years for them to really be free and i always say like the school system always drops the ball when it comes to teaching children complete history history. like not just black history about being slaves like complete history like from the very beginning like black people never came out the womb being a slave you know what I'm saying? Like, when you're talking to a child, they think, oh, damn. It's, you know, talking to my second graders, they wasn't comprehending that. Like, I try to teach them, like, no, we weren't always slaves. We weren't always abused. We weren't always taken advantage of. We have a history before that. So I feel like, you know, schools just really dropped the ball. So did y'all have, like, Black history classes in um, high school here? No. I didn't learn about Black history until I got to college. African-American Black history. Knowledge. Yeah. So we had it in Indiana. It's a major difference in the school systems in the North versus the South. So we had it in Indiana. Right. When I moved down to Texas, I didn't get Black history again until I was in college, like my freshman, sophomore year in college. Well, I mean, so put in perspective, you're looking at the Union versus Confederacy. So in, in you know, our school systems, our, our law enforcement, first responders, like all of that is rooted in racism. Yeah. It's I mean, just being honest and transparent, 
police are rooted in racism, sheriffs, marshals, first responders, yeah. you know, government, politics, politicians in the South, it's all rooted in racism. Like they, they wanted to integrate schools, integrate this, you should have integrated government offices. You should have integrated people in positions of power. Like, you know, we talking about, you know, we had governors, senators, congressmen, who are members of the KKK, who are, who are members of other racist neo-Nazi organizations and so on and so forth. So for us down here, like we were never taught it. I got more on the Revolutionary War than anything else. I got so tired of hearing about it. Like I, I, I know enough about the Revolutionary War to, you know, my life depended on that. Probably answer any question about it. Boston Tea Party, uh, uh -huh. you know, all of those. I mean, the French and Indian War, Mexican-American War, like, you know. The War of 1812. It's crazy that you brought that up because the last unit that I was teaching to my second graders for ELA was about this war. And I'm like, really? Like, come on now. Like, I was just so, like, baffled that I had to sit there and teach them about this. When they had so many other questions about other things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we didn't, we don't, because the curriculums are the way they are, and BK, you can speak way more to this than I can. I have family in education, which is why I know a little bit about it, but like the curriculums are skewed. You don't, yeah. you don't have the flexibility to mm -hmm. say, I want to teach this. Yeah. And yeah. even when it's historically relevant, even when it's culturally and socially relevant, even when it's geographically relevant, like we're, we weren't, you know, we didn't, we got snippets on George Washington Carver. We got snippets on, I, I can't call his name, the, the, the African-American doctor who did the first open heart surgery. Oh, shit. Exactly. You know, we got snippets mm. on. Yeah, like paragraphs, like picture in a paragraph. Yeah, that's it. Like, it was, a, it was an yeah. afterthought, but we get 9,000 pages on George Washington and Ben Franklin and Thomas Edison and all yeah. these guys. You know, I, I mean, we had shit on Nik Nikola Tesla. Nobody gave a fuck about Nikola Tesla. Who's that? My point exactly. I'm like, who the fuck is Nikola Tesla? But a lot of um like black history facts, like my grandfather, he was a black studies educator, so for 40 years. So I know a lot of black history from that. But at the same time, I feel like we only in school only had black history month. That's true. Like it was like every yeah. year, it's like a new fact. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Like but we never like really went into detail. You, we're gonna give you 20 days. Yeah. 16 days. Because, yeah. I mean, weekends, you may not have history every day. I never, your schedule is. I never forget um, for Black History Month, I was like, I want my students to learn a person a day. Like, we would have carpet time. And I never forget the very first day we sat there for like an hour and a half with second graders talking about Black history. And they were so like, taken aback by it like we had that conversation on the podcast i think before where some of my students didn't even know that they were black who were black um so it, it was like it was an eye-opener for me to want to do more the following year instead of just doing like a month like saying no we have to implement black history somehow every day yeah. this cannot just be a one month thing like our children needs to need to know their history taught to them the correct way by somebody that looks like them yeah you know that that absolutely matters like when i when i think of it like a lot of the papers i wrote were on african historical african african-american figures 
very seldom did I write about white people because I felt like everybody wrote about them. <laughs> and like growing up in the East in New Orleans, like everybody I saw was black, except my mom. So it was like, those were the people I identified with. Like that was my family. So when I, when I studied and when I wrote, like I would kind of go ahead and seek them out, but it, it almost felt like it wasn't always acknowledged or viewed as like worthy academics. Mm-hmm. Which, which which always felt weird to me but you know that's like what are you going to do when you're 12 13 14 years old you're going to go with the flow like everybody else because uh, actually to answer your question uh in elementary school we had studied uh, black history we had that every february but high school we didn't do that yeah like it was completely ignored only brother martin high school that was just completely ignored we even Talk about black history. Yeah, right. I mean, it was it's passed over. Like black people only contributed in the month of February. I think it's sad that we don't know um, about our history uh, before slavery. Like we didn't really learn what you know our African ancestors were doing, and we got the shit out of South America though. Yeah. Um, I, I know the Incas and Aztecs and all them motherfuckers. The Mayans. Yeah. But the other sad part is, because um, I was just in Africa for Christmas and New Year's, they don't know our history once we got over here. Get over here. Hmm. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. That is. That's. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I think that's a that's a really big that's a really big breakdown. And I know, like, the city has done things to connect with uh, certain areas in Africa. Mm-hmm. And I mean, not just you know. Of course, we're we're considered a for, we're, we're a city with ties to France, Spain, you're all over Europe, but also Africa and Haiti and places like that. And I got to say, the mayor has done a lot to connect with the historical roots of the city for everybody, not just not just the, the European, the white ones. It's like she she's definitely acknowledged that. And that's that, you know, hopefully that comes. Hopefully that that's part of what we can see changed as we move forward with really the widespread change that's happening, like the acknowledgement that's happening throughout the country. Yeah. Paula Toya. Hey. T.D. Toya. Hey, I love T.D. She, she, she the bomb. Yeah. My, my favorite man. So speaking of Juneteenth, no, no. not Chocolate City. I can't, <laughs> I can't do no, Chocolate City. City. I was cool. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like Megan. He's free now. Yeah. He's free. Free little Clarence. See, I can't. <laughs> he ain't quarantined like everybody else. <laughs> so, Me, man. Damn, it's freedom. But, right. I'm back in the back but, in but speaking of Juneteenth, so con- on the controversy tip, Trump had announced his rally for Juneteenth weeks ago. And there was a collective like, <laughs> really, nigga? Even more so. EBK voice. Aww. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> even more so. Yeah, Ting Ting. But even more so, not only was it on Juneteenth, it was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, of all places. And like the, the historical significance of that with the, the massacre, Black Wall Street, and everything that happened, like it was just, it was probably one of the single most baffling things I think I've seen in this presidency. The hey, unmitigated what? gall. Wait, wait, hold on. I thought he made it famous, though. 
I think once people found out that he picked that day for his uh his rally, it all came out about the well, massacre. So I'll at that point, I'll say was, this. I had no idea, so I read about it. Well, no, I'll say this if you I knew about it prior, like I've heard about it for a long time. Uh, if you watched the Watchmen series on HBO, nope, it's set in Tulsa. It is literally a a alternate universe to what happened, like the acknowledgement of what happened then. And mind you, it's set in a fictional universe with superheroes and all that stuff like that. But it really takes on the story and the narrative and gives it a face to what happened. You know, it talks about the murders and the burning of the city and the businesses and all of those things. Like it talks about all of that stuff. And it's one of those things, it's one of those instances where someone took a work of fiction to shed light on something that really happened. Right. It's like, what, 2,000 people died? So this, this is it. Tulsa, Oklahoma had 600 businesses, 21 churches, 21 restaurants, 30 grocery stores, two movie theaters, a hospital, a bank, a post office, library, schools, law offices, a bus system, six privately owned planes, and 11, approximately 11,000 residents. Black owned. All black owned. Black Wall Street was the only district in Tulsa, Oklahoma that had indoor plumbing at the time. And that was, and, and mind you, we are talking about early 1900s. So a black district with 11,000 residents had indoor plumbing, where that was a luxury. People were still throwing piss and shit in the street. And they don't shit. Or outhouses or whatever. Not the time. So, so the the median average income of a family who lived in Black Wall Street in 1920 would be equivalent to having would be equivalent to earning 184 thousand dollars today a year. Shit. That's it. Like in 1920, you you had the equivalent of earning almost 200 grand a year. And that's, that's, that's the significance of it. Like, it wasn't, and mind you, in, in 17 hours, 300 residents were murdered, 800 were injured. All 600 in, businesses were bombed by air and burned to the ground. 17 hours. Because racist white people got upset that these black That we was living large. Look, had these people had come together, were free, mm-hmm. and came together and built something, made their money. It was honestly, so, it was so offensive to them because of who did it. Like it, it was offensive because they did it. Yeah. Like pull up, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, build something for yourself. They did it. They built a whole fucking town. Yep. Because at the end of slavery, we wasn't giving nothing. Not no forty acres on a mule. Nope. We still ain't got it. I want my mule. Oh my mule. I want my mule. God. 
No, I'm not and by that time, nor could they do anything for themselves. Like, right. That's the real issue. You you can't take care of yourself. You can't take for you take take care of your family. Slaves and breastfed your kids. They enraged the kids. You don't know what to do. You can't put your own drawers on. So right. you know. They tight- we had to teach you how to take a bath. They tightening you. Yeah, too- we had to bathe you. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's like, in in because of black people living in a way that they li- living in a way that made them happy and they were successful, and they lived well, it was such an offense to these white folks that they assaulted and destroyed a whole city. You know, this goes back to um, the whole thing with the looting and rioting that's Mm -hmm. happening right now. I saw this video on Facebook. This girl, like, really broke it down. I don't know if y'all saw it, but she was basically saying, you know, A, we're not the ones that are looting and rioting in our community, Mm -hmm. but... If we were, it doesn't belong to us. Because what we had that belonged to us, y'all righted it and y'all burned it down. So the ground. So y'all can't be mad at us when we tried to pull ourselves up by the bootstraps and build our own and y'all took that from us. So this Walmart, even though it might be in the quote unquote hood or whatever, it's not ours. Yeah, that belongs right. to Target. Yeah. Target. Right. That belongs to Target. These stores, these beauty supplies, right. they probably ran by somebody Asian. Let's yeah. be, let's keep it one hundred. These gas stations, they ran by Arabs. These corner stores, let's keep them 100. And I think, to begin with. I think, I, I don't know if I talk, if I talk to this with y'all, but agreeing with what Mel was saying, like, I know somebody in Chicago, and she was like, you know, they're not showing that in Chicago, how those, like, people pretending to be protesters, white people are trashing yes. the South Side so they can come right back and buy it to gentrify it. Yeah. Because they know that those black people can't afford to rebuild. Yeah. Don't have enough money to come back and start from scratch. Look, so they're I'm, trashing the south side of Chicago. I'm going to keep it 100. Uh, I'm also putting a bullet in them. Okay. All right. All right. So you want to see? <laughs> no, I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, like the Secret Service shut this whole podcast down. <laughs> right. Your whole year in this no, bitch, you're going to tear I'm, all I'm, down. I'm, 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 let's keep it 100. Let's be real. You got outsiders coming into your community in Luton. Beat that ass. Beat that ass. It's not ours. Right. It's not ours. And they're doing it strategically at certain times. So when everybody at the rally. Your neighborhood and tried to burn your house down. That's your. My house is different. Don't burn my place of residence. Burn down the damn Wendy's. Burn it down. That's fine. Burn Walmart. Burn the Target. Burn that shit down. Because just like the Target CEO said, I can replace the Target. Y'all can't replace the black life that was taken. That's right. my nigga right there. Actually, I mean, I can't relate to a bus that burned out Sally May. Burn, burn that, that shit down. Burn that bitch down to the ground. You know what? Experience that. Burn down the IRS. Burn that building. They got that shit on fire. We need somebody to hack Sally May. But like go on go on hit a nigga credit score three hundred points. <laughs> That's why I thought my school was on. Y'all hack y'all the police. Y'all really fuck with a nigga? Wipe out. The student loans erase all that shit. No, son. Uh, that and the IRS, they can go too. I mean, but 
So. But I like my refund. Nah, bitch. Nah. <laughs> you pay me a refund. Nah, they give nah. you your money. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. It ain't even a refund. It ain't nah. like here. It's here. You gave us too much. Here's your money back. You're right. That we collected interest on for a whole year. Thank you, bro. From the federal bank. So we took this money out your check. We collected interest on it. And then we're going to give you a little cutback. A, a cut. But I, I still just like receiving it every February. What if you never had to pay it? Yeah. Exactly. Burn that bitch down. That's like the gym that's just holding <laughs> some of your money. <laughs> They're just holding it and they're just giving you back some of it. <laughs> right. So that being said. God damn it. So Trump's rally. Uh, one thing that did happen was uh, black people decided to go ahead and register for the rally. Um, what did you say? Over a million tickets? We're ignorant. Yes. I, I, love it. I love all of it. Over a million tickets. Now, mind you, the, the arena was being held on a whole 19,000 people. Yep. Uh, they probably maybe had 2,000 people show up. Wait, so you mean to tell me they only had two people there? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Four fifty cents. Buy all the tickets. Nobody goes like this. Like, like we're we're gonna post a picture later, but that bitch is empty. Good. Like the floor, the 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 standing level was empty. They they probably took maybe less than a like a fourth of it of the whole stadium. Good. They had to cancel the second day. Oh damn! I love mm, it. Just okay. horrible. I'm gonna tell you right now that petty makes me feel good on the inside. Is it poor Tink Tink? Bdk. Oh. Poor Tink Tink. Oh, poor thing. I just feel like Trump still has like this 50-50 chance of winning because there's a lot more races in this country there's not than the, we think. No, there's a lot of races, but the number of racists is still small. It, like they're the loudest voices. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that. Well, you know, I agree with Mel. Like, I feel like there's still like a 50 50 chance. I agree with you. No, no. I and I feel like I feel like there's a lot of people that's racist. There's just they know how to hide their racism. Very undercover. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah, like, they're subliminally. They're not caring of the world. They're being quiet. They know better. You know, I mean, because I said there was a video in New York of this this white man harassing these two black teenagers. And this lady was recording it. And then he started yelling some racist shit. So this other white man flew into the camera and gave cuz a two-piece with some fries. I mean, bop, bop. I'm hungry. Okay. Fly sauce? <laughs> look, look. Nah, he gave cuz a mashed potatoes. No. He, he, gravy. he beat cuz ass. Another white man? Yes. Okay. Cud came in like an ally, came up out the shoes. Yo, Joe, that hoe. G.I. Joe. He bought the carpet boy. All, look, all of it. He beat that ass. And I'm going to tell you right now, that's what you got to do. If you white, use that privilege to beat somebody's ass and run away. That's how you become an ally. That's how you, that's how you do it. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if you catch racism, beat that ass. You white and you see racism, beat that ass. Somebody talking shit, you white, you got privilege, beat that ass. I definitely feel like the stuff that's happening in 2020 with the virus, the racism, all that stuff, is definitely putting Trump on like front street to either confront these issues or ignore them. And so more and more people are really seeing where he's taking a stance at. Mm -hmm. And this is the time to make the decision, like, do I really want this man in office? So yeah. although we're really upset, you know, we can't go nowhere, can't do nothing. It's really like, 
a revelation time period. Oh, it's it's definitely a, a period of self introspection. Yeah. Self reflection. Make sure y'all make the right choice. Because if you buy it in twenty twenty. <laughs> I mean, look, I'll say this. I'll say this. And I know a lot of people don't like Biden. I get it. I understand. He and I, I said this. I was like, you know, in the eighties and nineties, he wasn't a great person. Like he 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 may not have been a bad guy, but a lot of the policies he enacted, a lot of the policies he supported, negatively impacted people of color, especially black people. But I honestly believe, and don't get me wrong, he an old white man. It's like picking between two pieces of stale white bread. You ain't got much. They they all bad. Hopefully you can scrape the burn off one of them and it still work out. But you can't spend eight years in office with a president like Obama and not have learned and grown. That's genuinely how I feel. You may not like him. You may not agree with him. That's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. Nobody has done more to harm the policies put in place to protect and enhance the lives of black people and African-Americans than Trump. He has taken away and canceled everything he could that was even directly related to Obama from staffers, White House members, uh, policies, everything he's enacted, he has tried to undermine it at every step. And I can't remember a president, a sitting president, in my lifetime, and mind you, that goes back to Bush Sr. Yes? Mm-hmm. No, Clinton, Clinton. Mm-hmm. before. I mean, that I actually... Oh, that you can remember. Yeah, like, Bush Sr. was, like, the first one I can really, like, remember. Clinton more so. Yeah. Then Bush, and so on and so forth. So it's like, I can't remember a president, you know, trying to do so much to damage his predecessor. Yeah. I'm just... There's never been a president that's been this damn chaotic. He has America in a whole uproar, and we're all fighting each other, and it's like, for what? Why are we fighting? Scraps. This this is just chaotic, and I want out. I'm gonna click my heels and go somewhere because I want out. Wakanda is where to go. <laughs> yeah. not, not Atlanta. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. In Africa, the vibranium is at. I'm mm-hmm. going to Ghana. 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 I've always wanted to go to Ghana. It is beautiful. Let's go, girl. When yes. outside opens back up, let's go back. Yes, That's I'm hot. for it. No, I mean, outside it's technically open. Just no. Sure. Well, we can enjoy it. Like I want to have fun where I can enjoy it and not have to worry about my glasses fogging up with my mask or being six feet apart. The whole ride. Yeah. Like you the car. <laughs> the whole flight. I'm gonna get like the respirator mask, like bang. <laughs> the outside is safe for us. Stop. Stop. <laughs> anyway, all right, so. But yeah, I mean, look, Trump rally went off perfectly. Not a lot of people. Nobody gives a shit what media covers, and they canceled the second day of the event. I was like, I don't remember. Like, there's nothing on Facebook. Exactly. Like, on social media. Because no it. fucking body was there. Nothing. Not it's a thing. The only thing. The only thing I seen yeah. on social media, I don't know if y'all saw it, was the lady that they arrested with the I Can't Breathe shirt that they yeah. drug her out. Yes. Yeah, so here's the thing. She was, she was a white lady who had a ticket to mm-hmm. the event, was not obstructing the event in any way. She wasn't preventing people from getting in. She nothing. She went to the side, sat down on the concrete. 
peacefully protest. They carried her off and arrested her. She broke no laws. She exercised her First Amendment right, and she got arrested for it. Damn. Right. Looking for shit to arrest people for, kill people for. Yep. Oh, I hate it here. I mean, but that's the thing. Like, it's 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 literally like it, it it's reminiscent if you've ever looked at the history of Nazi Germany. That is very reminiscent of what it is. A fascist state. I was gonna say more so Jim Crow, but we can go back to Nazis. Well, I mean, Trump's right a Nazi. Oh. I, I think he's a Nazi. He's German. No. no I think his, I really think his dad was German. Yeah. No, we're playing. I think his dad was German. He's racist. I mean, yeah. So German Nazi, motherfucking, he fucking racist. Right. Period. Period. Or he earned he's or super. Yeah. He fucking racist. Yeah. So speaking of the movement, though. <laughs> Right. He might be orange, but he's racist. Yeah, he's orange. <laughs> uh, he'll, he'll, she, look, she don't charge. Uh, <laughs> fuck. So, but speaking of the movement, and and it's a big thing. Like, you got a lot of people out there speaking out about it. White people, black people, famous, non-famous people are making, you know, are making a name almost. Uh, recently, there was controversy with J. Cole. And mind you, J. Cole has been at rallies. He showed his support. He's done, I guess, what he feels is his part. And he put out a song called Snow on the, Snow on the Bluff, uh, addressing comments that were made by the, the rapper No Name. And she's a female rapper, very talented. I've listened to a bunch of her music lately. You know, especially the controversy bringing light to it. And one thing I'll say, there, there's two sides to look at this. One, they're calling him, a, they're calling J. Cole a misogynist. They're saying that, you know, he's attacking her and he's doing this and he's doing that. If you listen to the track, he's not attacking her. Listening to it, I've listened to it multiple times to make sure I'm hearing it right. And it's like, he's acknowledging his faults in it. Mm -hmm. Acknowledging that, you know, I'm not doing enough. That when people thank him for what he's quote unquote doing, he feels like he's not doing enough. He acknowledges that she may be better than him to be on the front lines of it, to be a face to it, because she may be better versed than he is. That wasn't the problem. And I, I get that. That's what I'm saying. That's what I said. It's like, it's two sides. Okay. That's that, yeah, and I, that's what a lot of the blowback that I saw. Yeah. Right. So, and, I mean, when people are talking about he's misogynistic, he's doing this, he's doing that. Yeah, I, I think that's going too far. That, but like, if you didn't know the dynamic of it, no, then that's that's what I saw. That's not what I saw. Please. So please, please. what I saw was. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just saying, like, I'm a J. Cole fan. Like, I watched his career from the very beginning. So I don't think he's a misogynist. I don't get that from him. I don't really know No Name. But I've heard of the work that she's done, and I, am, I, I admire that. We do need, you know, more people like her to be educated and stuff. I didn't take it as an attack. Um, I took it as him saying, okay, 
you you know sis you more know more about this i think that maybe you can help us out in a sense and like teach us instead of saying oh y'all niggas need to be out there on the front line or whatever he felt offended about i didn't take it as like an attack but then when i also talked to mel i kind of understood why people felt that way because of the timing of things that had been occurring with black women so I, I stand with Cole. I don't think he was attacking her, but I see why people think and feel the way they feel. Like, I, I, I get it. Like, I see why now. And just to make this plain, black people are not canceling him. The culture no. is not canceling him no. for this. But like I was telling Brooklyn the other night, it was more so, like you said, the timing, but he made an assumption of something without actually going to her and saying, hey, was this really about me? Instead of talking directly to her, he decided to put the shit in the song. And that was just the wrong route to go when addressing what was happening. And so they never had a conversation. And so now it just appears that you're attacking her and we get too much happening with black women right now. It's the wrong time to do this. And I think if they were to have a conversation, you know, both of them come out and say, hey, you know, it was a misunderstanding. This is it, A, B, and C. I think we would be good. But again, wrong time. You know, Rhonda Taylor just died. The girl got hit with a skateboard or something of that nature. You yeah, know? She, was, she was addressing a dude and he's hit a dead. Mac the fuck out of her with that skateboard. Yeah. So, yeah. sir, we need you. We need you right now to stand up in our corner. So that's the misogynistic part of it. Not necessarily that. He was intentionally trying to be misogynistic. I honestly don't think that he did anything intentionally. Right. It was just the wrong time. It was the wrong way to go. Yeah. And that's that. You know, this is a period where I feel like we need to communicate better to begin with. Like we need to have better communication as a people, men and women, black men and women. Like we we need to get on the same page because. You know, there was just a story up about the uh, the the young lady who was a protester who was assaulted and got murdered yeah. by a black man. And, and it's they like still haven't said whether or not the man that killed her was the man that assaulted her. No, no, he uh, he could he confessed. He confessed. Oh, he okay. just he confessed. And then he just killed another woman. He killed the older yeah. white lady too. Yeah, because I think she knew she knew what was going he, on. Yeah, she knew him, and like he, she went to his house and said something to him, you know, that you would really say to a quote-unquote family member or friend or whatever, and he was just like, nah, I'm off you too, bitch. Like, period. So, but that's a mental health thing, you know, that's going on with him. But it's not the time. We need each other right now, you know. We need to support each other. Both of us are dying. Um, But it's just Black women are not getting the same recognition, you know, as our Black men are, which is sad. But, you know, we're going to say her name and his name. That's what we need to do. She's so frustrated. Marlon, did you hear the song? Yeah, I heard with Martin. Uh, I just thought it was a reach. It's the whole assumption. I mean, yeah, he may not know a lot, but at least he's willing to try to learn. Right. And that's my thing. I'm glad you said that, Marlon. Knowing your role. Like, I always tell people, don't knock somebody for something that you don't think you see them doing. Like, everybody have a specific role. Like, 
you just have to know your role and respect it. Some people may be more comfortable with informing and educating others. Some people may be more comfortable with going out protesting. Some people may like working behind the scenes. Like we're all fighting for the same thing. Mm-hmm. Let's not knock each other. Let's communicate and understand our role. Yeah. Facts. Somebody said he didn't read the room when he wrote the song. Well, I, you know, here's the thing. And this, this happens in a lot of different instances in a lot of different spaces. Sometimes people take one, one thing one way and him being who he is, an artist that he is, he addressed it the way he addressed it. It may not have been the best way to do it, but we can, I think if we look at the context of what he said, how he said it, you know, no name is very spoken up. A lot of the stuff he said wasn't wrong. Yes, he could have probably, he could have definitely addressed it personally and had a conversation or anything like that. Right. In the same, in the same token, like there's definitely a way to be supportive and encouraging. And I think coming to better communication is definitely important. Yeah, it was better off just, you know, texting somebody, give them a phone call. Yeah. Like, you know. And I definitely think too, you know, we need to protect those people that are doing it. Like there's no reason a young woman should have been murdered, especially by a, a, a older brother. Right. You know, there's no reason and honestly, like we we have to stop relying on other people to hold people accountable. Like I honestly feel like you know if you see, you know they the police say see say say some see something say something. We need to do that in our own community. Yeah. We need we need to. There was a time when we held people accountable. Now it's more like we don't want to say nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? People that do wrong need to get stitches. But that's straight up. If if you know, and this it goes back to these protests. Like, you know, if we out here protesting or whoever, and you see somebody getting out of pocket, we gotta you the the, the responsibility is on the ones carrying that fight to make sure it's done right. Now don't get me wrong. I understand sometimes you gotta go to war. That's just what it is. That's what white folks did. Maybe because this is a war happening right now. That's I mean it it's really it's it's legitimately a war for the spirit of the country. Like, you can't have America. America, like... We built America. Well, absolutely. We built America. Absolutely. Oh, okay. But, and BK, you're an educator. You know, America is relatively young compared to other nations. Mm -hmm. And... A lot of nations have gone through multiple civil wars and revolutions. They have gone through, they have acknowledged the sins of their past. They have made reparations. They have done all of those things. And it's America's time to do that. It's America's comeuppance. I'm gonna be very disappointed if nothing comes out of all of the fluff that's happening right now. You know, with everybody speaking out, all these companies speaking out, you know, Congress trying to pass different laws. And if 2021 comes and we're still right back at square A, it's going to be a problem. We can't be fighting for all this change for it to still be like it is. Absolutely. So, I definitely think, like we said, communication is key. J. Cole put it kind of put it put his foot in the mouth the way he did it, but what he said was wrong. And we like like BK said, we 
you know, I, I think we all agree. Nobody's ever thought J. Cole was a misogynist. Nobody ever thought he he was, you know, speaking negatively to her like that. He just kind of spoke about her. Oh, hey, Crab. Y'all hear Crab? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, I had to go run and grab him from outside. No problem. So, with that being said, uh, we decided to go ahead and turn up and celebrate Juneteenth ourselves. Uh, quarantine style. Quarantine style. Low, low, low admission. Mm-hmm. Only, only essential people. Invite only. But very, very <laughs> invite only. Uh, and as the grill master for the event, yes, sir. <laughs> and chicken. We had burgers, chicken burgers, ribs, vegetable skewers, vegetable skewers. was on point. Asparagus. Mm-hmm. April potato salad. Yep. And then we uh we drank. We drank. We got swam. Got the pool. Got our ass beating the from the taboo. Y'all cheated. Yeah. Uh, one yeah, I had fun. It was a blast. <laughs> it was definitely fun. I think. I think the one thing is like seeing, I, and you know, we had what was it, like nine or ten of us there. It was there. We all different age groups, and it was all a matter of looking at things in a certain perspective. For me, because you saw, like, when we were having conversations about just like music, like different people had different points of references, different people knew different things, and it's like. I think that really showed the dynamic of like the collective black experience. Like not everybody's experience is the same. Like, you know, musically it was, you know, some people, you know, it was questions on who knew Bobby Brown. There was questions on people knowing, you know, some of the big names, like, you know, knowing the difference between Big Luther and Lil Luther. And, and, and even I don't know that one. Oh my god! I know. Oh, big, I know Big Luther. Who who Little Luther? Luther. 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 Like stages in his life. He had lost a bunch of weight. Had... Oh, okay, no, that's my father again. I mean, I know Luther Vandross, yes. course, but all, like, I don't know. That will Luther. not be your reference for Luther Vandross. Why not? His damn song. Because he was on his way out of the world. Man, I need look, to back it up. It was a classic. It was a hit. Was it not? Was not on was not, was not a hit. Never too much. Was not a single. Never too much. Never too much. Yes. BK, was that a single? Which one? That's, that's my father again. Ain't that a single? Oh, or a yeah, but it's not like one of his most popular songs. Like people, you know, Y'all dance at their wedding. Y'all are children. That, that, no. That's not the song's not a um, damn song. Shit. Yes. We definitely learned how old people were. Yes. So? <laughs> how babies. How the, how I'm work. a proud 31 baby. I'm proud of that. You should be ashamed of yourself. But I'm that not ashamed is of myself. The reference. I'm not ashamed of myself. Of Luther Vandross. It's a legit song by Luther Vandross. Is but it it's right? not his. It's most... a damn song by Luther Vandross. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> like me. You gotta say. You look at Luther Vandross, that song pops up. I'm pretty no. sure. No, it doesn't. It's not. Let me go ahead and Google uh, Luther Vandross real quick. A thousand 
Can't say this never, never too much, never. Like, Thank that's you. Song. Yeah, that's song. That's Thank song. you. Yeah, that song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was on thing like a man. Bye. Come on, Marvin. You was. know, I'm leaving. I'll say this. I've been trying to leave y'all for 24 hours. Oh my gosh, I just yes, Google the first song that pops up is Dance with My Father. Kiss my ass. Because chronologically speaking, that's like one of the I'll worst. give it that. That was the one that, yes. It pops but up. Going, but it's going chronologically. I'll give it that. It pops up first. So I'm right. It pops no, up first. No, he was on his way out. But it pops up first when you died. So? That's the song, the last song he made before he died. But it popped up first. That's See, my point. You I'm can't. Not. All right. So, so, so what we going to acknowledge <laughs> is that people have different black experiences. Now you know that's my spot in question right now. <laughs> right there on the bottom. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Now okay. 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 You know what? It's not? No! I think it is. Anyways, what's next? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, who else? Y'all didn't know who Stevie Wonder was? Nah, now you're playing. Now you're playing. <laughs> Everybody knows Stevie Wonder is. Everybody knows. Mel Bib DeVoe. Tina Marie. T- Tina Marie. Oh, Tina Marie again. Okay, okay, we're Minnie good. Rippleton. Come on. Minnie Rippleton. Huh? Yes, Minnie. Denise Williams. Oh, uh, yes. Um, what yes. song? I just added something on my playlist about her. She's a Gary native. Yep, yep. Oh, God. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, but I'll say this. It was a great experience. We had a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully next year it can be bigger. You know, people aren't right. like breathing. Uh, that's kind of a thing. I know I was just an invitee, which I really appreciated. I really enjoyed the small crowd. I don't need, think it needs to be any bigger than that, actually. But I mean, it's your home. You do what you want to do. In my home, my home. Whoever's house it is, what I'm saying is that the amount of people was great. It was. It was. It was perfect. It was intimate. Perfect person. Yeah. Yes. Everybody yeah. Really well. Yeah. I enjoyed everybody. Yeah. It was. It was definitely. We had a lot of fun, and you know, I think in times like this, being able to have that small group of people and have those conversations and have that good time and share those experiences together, that's that's really what matters. It's especially in light of everything going on. I'm just that. I think everybody kind of just needed that mutual support. Um, and it was just nice just to come together on Juneteenth. Yes. To celebrate and kind of forget about what's going on right now. Yes. Yeah. So, with everything going on, tomorrow, you know, well, to, today, because when this comes out, Sunday. So, today, is gonna be. It's a, it's a big day because it's Father's Day. Ooh. And my first one. Aww. Yep. 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 
Y'all hear crab saying, oh. Yeah, crab. So, I mean, I know for me, Father's Day is a big holiday. I have my two sons. I won't be spending this Father's Day with them, but I'll be seeing them very soon. Yeah. Uh, Marlon, with this being your first Father's Day, mm-hmm. what do you, how do you, well, how do you feel? How does that make you feel? Uh, still kind of surprising. Like, just sometimes I have a kid. Like, I just still really hit me sometimes. Like, you know, it's like, damn, I got me a little mini me. Somebody I got to look out he for. He mini me. He definitely a little mini you. Yeah, he definitely. Like, uh, just like you yeah. all in the face. It's also kind of scary sometimes, too. That thing about, you know, just trying to teach them, you know, good things about the world, bad things about the world. Like, I even had some rounds more. Like, yo, what do you, how do you t- tell your kids about race? You know, like the evils of the white people and the racism that we we live through right now. It, it sucks. But I just take one day at a time. I just, I love being around, even though he's a badass and wants to be around his mommy. Not me, which sucks, but I mean, it's, it's part of it. He is seven months. Okay. How is he bad at seven months? Because he loves his mother and not his not his father. Oh, Marlon. Okay, don't be it, it takes time, bro. Don't worry. Yeah. I mean, she she's like nursing him, so he's different. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Put put him on your your breast and see what happens. Right. It doesn't work too well. Can't like he'll grab it and like, dang, this ain't no milk. Ah, mommy. So it's like, all right. So April, come get your son. Yeah, that's how it is. But uh, I appreciate it for sure. Um, first one, it's, it's very humbling for sure. That's what's up. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Many, 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 many more to you. Yes, sir. appreciate that. You'll see your son soon. Oh, Sons. Yeah. Yes, I'm looking forward to spending many days with you. Can I give you a gift card today? Can I give you like a card? You expect anything from them? No, probably not. Not, not the, no. I, I, I'll be expecting to see them very soon. Yeah, and spending plenty of time with them. Yeah. So, any, any no. positive, positive memories? No. <laughs> yeah. BK, any, 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 any positive, positive Father's Day moments that you can recall? Not Father's Day moments, but um, something that me and my dad enjoy and we share a bond over is like fashion and sports. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like you know, whenever he see me posting pictures, uh, we like he talk about clothes. Uh, Kobe was our favorite basketball player, so we used to watch games. Bye. We used to watch games um, a lot. No specific Father's Day, but that's just stuff that we enjoyed doing together as I got older. Yeah, and that, that's important. I mean, those are memories that you know you'll have forever, and and you know especially days like today, you, you can call, you can go back to those times and it's like, those were the moments mm-hmm. that happened. Those mm-hmm. that, that, that Wait, so BK, did your dad reach out to you when uh, Kobe died or you reached out to him? Nah, he reached out to me. He was like, Brooke, is it true? Mm-hmm. And I could hear it in his voice because he heard me crying. Oh. So he's like, man, you serious? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, dad, he gone. And I actually, his Father's Day gift is I got him um, a painting of Kobe Bryant. So we both have matching paintings of Kobe Bryant. That's dope. That's tight. What about you, your father, favorite uh, Father's Day memory? Uh, uh, 
not necessarily. I, I see my dad a lot, and that's, you know, Father's Day for me, while I understand it's, it's, it's a holiday and it's acknowledged, like, I, I've seen my dad and I spent so much time with my dad, like, I, I do appreciate him being around and the support and things like that. And I do, I do take the time out to call and wish him Happy Father's Day and acknowledge that and, you know, show him love. But, you know, just like for me, and I, I've always been kind of weird about this, you know, certain holidays are just another day. Life goes on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I, I, I like to, like I said, acknowledge them while they're still here. Right. I don't want it to be just like one day a year. Like I call and tell my mom I love her all the time. Uh-huh. Not just on Mother's Day. You know, so that's, that's how it should be too. Yeah, and you know, I don't, I, you know, this day is does have a level of importance or significance, mm-hmm. but I, I think we can put into effect an action that you know it doesn't have to be just one day. Yeah, I think mine. Uh, I, I have a good bit, but I think the one that really stands out to me. You were there, Martin, when we met LeBron James. Yeah, like it was like so random. It like, was like my dad hit me up. You know, he was at home or something like that. He was like, "Hey, you want to meet LeBron?" Like that's not bullshit. Like, yeah, I know the hotel where the team is staying at. Like, come on, like you bring a friend with you. Come on, like Martin, you meet LeBron James. Yeah, and I was like, let's go. Oh, so, that's we uh, get to the lobby. Before we even see LeBron, we see Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, Shaq, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. And the next thing we know, we see LeBron. And I ain't going to lie, I kind of froze for a second. I'm like, <laughs> like, let's go LeBron James. But he signed our basketballs. I'm like, wow. Yeah, I took a picture of the whole thing. Uh-huh. Shaq yes. is still the biggest human I've ever met. Yeah, yeah. Shaq is not how you do But, yeah, kind of pick it up what you're saying. Like, uh, it's just all days is not – well, Father's Day is not just one day. Appreciate your father. It should be every single day. So. But it is it is a day made special to, to, to I think remind people of that. Yeah, absolutely. So, anything else, guys? Well, happy Father's Day to all fathers out there. Happy Happy Father's Day. Yeah. Happy Pappy Day. Happy Pappy Day, Brooklyn. Yeah, that's that's your phrase. <laughs> the same ones that are not here physically, they're in heaven. You know, right? We can't be here with us, but they're in spirit. Those who died recently, like you know, George Floyd, he was a father. Right. Um, so all to all the fathers we've lost, yes, over the last few years, and to all those who never got the opportunity to be fathers, mm-hmm. you know, we 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 remember y'all and we will remember y'all. Okay. And we will continue to try to live our lives in a way that honors that. And pray for the families who are going through it right now. Right. That don't have them, because that's right. tough. That's how we end up Well, I, I think it's somber. Yeah. It's 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 a point of reflection. Right. But to all the fathers out there listening, y'all are appreciated. Yep. We love y'all. Keep hey. doing what y'all are doing. Absolutely. Because you know we need to continue to have strong fathers raising sons. All that good stuff. To continue on that. Yes. So on a positive note, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> Hit us up on Facebook. We have a Daily Dollar Short podcast group. All that. Uh, leave us a review. We appreciate that, too. Shout out to Janet Connie. 
Oh God! She has two arms on record. She has two arms. We, we, we do. She has Thank you for clearing that up. She has two arms and two hands. It has not been confirmed. It was definitely confirmed. No. Wait, wait, hold on. So she definitely has two arms. What about the hands? She can have a pirate hook. You know what I'm gonna do today? You know what? Let's just end it on this good note. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, that All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll look, we appreciate y'all. We thank y'all. We love y'all. All the likes, follows, and listens, like Marla said, at Daily Dollar Show Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, on all the platforms, all that stuff. And that's another episode. Give us a like and follow on Facebook and Instagram at Daily Dollar Show Podcast. And listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more.